gentlemen boys and girls in non-binary uh i just like to say this is the barrett night podcast and i have a special guest uh the one and only colin k bass the man himself though the power rangers film god <laughs> the- <laughs> like if you know if you've seen any Power Ranger fan film, any matter of fact, like see uh Flash or you know Mandalorian, anything like that, anything with like Scozer, I mean shoot, the man the, he has something to do with it. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, and uh thank you. I just like to say thank you for joining the show, for oh, hopping you. on. You know, uh, is uh, an honor. Um, yeah, man, I it's weird because it's like been seeing your face and so many costumes over the years, <laughs> so it's like, oh wow, he's here, he's, he's actually gonna. I'm actually get to talk to this guy, so this, this is this is really cool, though. So, I uh, thank you, I appreciate you for uh, well, thank you for having me. Thank you for having yeah, me, thanks, man, appreciate you. How are you doing? Let's start off. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Just got home from work. We did some filming today for Anime Fire and then, you know, some off work to get ready for Anime Pasadena. And then last night we did a late night shoot for our new Devil Hunters short that exists within the Chainsaw Man world. So I'm good, man. Uh, Staying busy, staying happy, staying creative. Life is great. Okay. So, dude, I got to run up a list of. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, how do you do all this? Because I, I, I knew it was just, I knew some of the Power Rangers things, and, I've, and I know I've seen some other things, and I'm like, and I actually looked down and read everything. Your list is pretty deep so far, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it goes deep. I mean, like, I mean, you have the, uh, what is it here? Make sure. Like, you have the, uh, one, I, the thing I remember I saw first of you was uh, the Reverse Flash. Right. Yeah. Remember, that was that was the one that caught me caught my attention before because uh, you know with the CW Flash stuff going on, and I was trying to look up you know Scozer's uh, stuff, and um, you were there, so <laughs> your your stuff is there. So I mean, dude, I mean, first of all. How do you even get that? Like, how do you <laughs> start that? I mean, first, because it's just like, you know, seeing the suits on online and then actually seeing somebody get to wear it, and then you actually put it to action as well too. So it was like, oh, so that's what the the, the cow looks like, and mm-hmm. uh, you made it look good. You made it look good <laughs> yeah. because it didn't look quite, especially the cow for the the reverse flash or the flash. Like, I didn't know because I always look at like. Uh, to be authentic or whatever, or try to be like the show, and you can never tell. But then you put it on, and you actually did the work with it. It's like, all right, doesn't that? It doesn't look half bad. It doesn't. 
Yeah, he yeah, made it look to, good. He actually made it look good. Thank you, man. Yeah, to answer your question, uh, I had this idea where they were basically ways for us to do videos, get the suits, and then use them for our show. And so it yeah. all started with a Green Arrow short, and they sent the season four suit, which is my favorite version of the suit. And then it yeah. did well, and you know the costume sold for Excoser. And then I and I was like, okay, well, could we do this with Reverse Flash? So then they sent me the mm -hmm. Reverse Flash, and we did another short like that. And then I pitched to this company, Nerdbot, uh, what if Eobarthon wasn't always evil? What if he was trying to be a hero like Barry? And then I had this like first version of the suit, which was Excoser and pieces of Excoser and blah blah blah. Yeah. And and I took the best parts of Excoser's suit with some higher quality stuff so that when we did our real first episode, oh. it would be like a mix and match of all the best things. And I wasn't working for Excoser. I was literally, you know, making a movie. So it all started with like mix and matching. And like, I kind of was weaseling my way into getting costumes and cows and boots and stuff. And then when I was like, Hey, I have this suit, I have this idea, let's try it. And so we did a teaser. I was still in like my version one suit as I call it. Yeah. And then after that did well, I had the company on board and we just started uh i used that to show different costume makers like hey i will promote you i will i will rep you i will sh share your page and tell people where to get this cowl or this costume and stuff and the right. next character kind of started backing out of the reverse flash side of things so it was all like kind of a learning experience and then i did my best to like find ways to help this costume company out but also i was able to write that character into reverse flash that's pretty dope because I remember seeing just the I remember seeing the, that part and then actually seeing you actually doing the modeling for you know for certain sites and I'm like you, you know like the the season one uh, uh season one flash suits and uh I believe uh I think you did you think you did a green arrow like uh, dude I did so many like, yeah there's a lot did you because. So <laughs> I've seen you your like on Amazon as a as a as a as a model. You're on Halloween.com. You're on uh, Spirit Halloween. I'm like you're on these these sites from you know Wordy. So I was just like, how did he? Even, how does that even come across to like, uh, like what is the royalties like for that? Is this anything? Like, how did you sign? Did you sign your life away for like? Yeah. Yes, my likeness is here for life. You know. Yeah. Like, so I worked in Star Wars product development for six years and I filmed and acted mm. on the side. And then they approached me, Ruby's Costume Company approached me to add Ruby's, modeling yes. into what we do. And then Ruby's is like this big umbrella where they make the costume and all these different companies can sell it. Amazon, everyone you just named basically and more. And so I would, you know, some days I'm at the desk job doing Star Wars product development. And then some days I'm modeling mm. and doing videos and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, I signed I signed my image away, but I loved it because I wasn't everything was different. Like I'd go from like yeah a cushy desk job to no I'm in the snow filming Star Lord, you know like random stuff like yeah. that. And then so when I'd go to the modeling, it'd be like these buff beautiful people, and I'm there kind of like all right uh, hey <laughs> what's up I I'm kind of just like the B team, but it was so cool, and I did some really cool ones like the Flash and Han Solo. And I did some right. really embarrassing ones like minions and the poop emoji and stuff like that. <laughs> I would never understand how the poop evil like just the poop has been like a cash cow like over the yeah. years. Like just I poop emoji. 
And like, and the thing is, like, I feel like South Park has been doing the poop, Mr. Hinky, mm-hmm. for years. It never got this much, you know, exposure. Yeah. And it's just like he was, he was a cute, cute little poop, you know. But I guess you had to, you had to just do a little extra. I don't know, but they've been doing it first, and they never got this much, you know. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but being poop is just they're famous. I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, so you you've done those. Now you said you, you hit me with the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my heart right there. So oh, cool. I I love Star Wars, and I've had a known rant about the the status of Star Wars right now. <laughs> so what? Is, so tell us tell us about that. Like you know, yeah. You, so uh, working on Star Wars, I was always. Like, really really nerdy and kind of kept it secret but then i decided i really wanted to work in the industry i didn't really know what like i loved acting and writing and being creative but i i applied for this job for uh imagination design and they're the mm-hmm. ones that create the concepts for costumes statues accessories everywhere that you oh. see around the world from like the ten dollar like walmart ones to the armored batman that's like super legit right everything in between and so i i applied for the job and what i had for my like resume was all the superhero stuff that i've done i'm like listen i i know everything about this this and this and also i know a lot about costumes i put these together for our young justice fan film and i and i played them the video and i got hired on the spot so then i became a licensing coordinator for Lucasfilm, which is Star Wars, um, you know, Indiana Jones, stuff like that. Then working there for a while, I started modeling for them and doing videos and promos like that. And then I got promoted to um, uh, uh, product development where I got to pitch ideas and come up with ideas for these different costumes and accessories that are sold around the world. And then COVID hit and it uh, shut down Mm. the entire company. And then, but it was a blessing in disguise because I was able to start doing uh, acting, writing, and marketing for Nerdbot and Anime Fire full time. But for wow. those six years, I worked hand in hand with Lucasfilm to create these different things and model them and do videos and uh, you know, like the things that you see in the store being sold were things that I was able to help create and like pick the colors and the fabrics and the and the different things like that. And then that was my day job. Wow. Weekends, I'd film and you know do the different things that I do now full time. Jeez, man, that talk about doing something that you love. <laughs> I mean, man, that's pretty awesome. And you know, it's funny because uh, I originally, when I saw Nerdbot, I always put Nerdbot with you. So, mm. like, it, and, I, and for some reason, I thought that was your your company. Yeah, like that was your whole thing. Like, you know, Nerdbot Studios and whatnot. So coming to find out now, you know, like you know, you joined them. So yeah, uh, no, you know, it's not... okay. Like that. See, I, I thought it was you. That. No, no, it's not me. So I, I'm, I do, you know, the best I can to pitch ideas and do writing and acting and stuff. But the, right. I have a boss, an immediate boss that is like the Wizard of Oz guy, like behind the screen who does mastermind oh. stuff. But he allows me. He, we have a good relationship where. He trusts me to pitch things and make it happen. And I just need to get his blessing on things. And it usually goes over pretty well. But there's like, there's times where we don't see eye to eye. Like he he was like, why are you doing a Digimon fan film? And I was like, just trust me. It'll be dope. It'll be dope. And sure enough, it does great. And we're, we're working yeah. on it too. So there's certain things like that where I have to prove myself. But yeah, I am not the, I'm not the owner of it. 
Okay. And, you, and going with the a good get to know now. Now, let me know. Uh, there's somebody behind the curtain. Okay. Uh, the Digimon, I was fairly surprised of like the the budget of like the, <laughs> the of, zero dollar budget. A, I mean, I mean, it's just like because you, you you're skeptical. You're like, oh, let me see how this is gonna look. This is gonna be. That's how I always look at you know, practice is gonna be practical effect. It's gonna be like a rendering. What kind of and then to come and see it, it's like, oh, they did pretty good. Mm, thank you. you. You know, with the effects, I'm like, okay, you guys, you know, it's like, it's funny because it's like, as technology grows over the years and stuff, it, it makes it a lot easier for folks to do it from home or, you know, from a small group, of, you know, it can be just one person in the, in the house just creating a whole, you know, CGI world, uh, which like years ago would have took, oh, like, a team of like 30 people and it took months, you know, like I watched something, I watched uh, the Tron documentary and it took these guys like months, almost like a year or so. And it was like a team of like 40 people, whatever, just to get that movie mm -hmm. to be made to look like that. And then you get somebody that's like 14 in their room right now who could do that within a week. Mm -hmm. like, it's, crazy less than that. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. Just to make it look like that. Um, but, but, uh, how does it, how long does it take to, you know, mass, you know, to master the, the world of whatever subject you're doing, like a Digimon or like a Power Rangers or Arrowverse, you know, or Flash, you know, um, to get the story together from the story to like locations and the whole night, getting everybody together, like. Taking us right like to that whole process because, yeah. man, it seems like it's a lot of work. Honestly, yeah, it is. It, it it varies. You know, there's some. I'd like to take pride in that I write around our problems or our limitations. So mm -hmm. sometimes I do a way better job of writing around things that we can't do or afford to do, and then that streamlines things a little faster. And right. uh, for Digimon, it was just the biggest puzzle piece show I've ever done in my 10 years of doing this where all I really had was this scene with me and Agumon and Agumon digivolving and then it did really well online and then uh, it was just like on social media and then I'm doing a panel at uh, Anime Riverside and I have Brian Donovan who plays Davis and Blackboard Greymon who's uh, Lex Lang and Brian Beacock who's Takato and I'm kind of just like yeah we did this and I play it and I was like man it'd be really cool if you guys reprised your roles and they're like, yeah, we're down, of course. And then that my wow. head clicks and I was like, I have to make this happen. This is, this is like my childhood dream come true. I'm going to be with people I watch my entire life. Right. So then I go to our VFX artist, Jerry, bless his heart. He's so talented and patient. And I start coming up with this idea to piece together all these different things for the digital multiverse. And so, like, what started is just like, yeah, it'd be cute if we did a little Agumon scene for, like, because we love Digimon. Then it became mm. this whole episode with, with, with the stars from the original show reprising their role. So to answer your question about that, that was the, the most random, sporadic thing that I just tried to turn into, like, a full-fledged episode. So that yeah. timeline is just, it's like the spaghetti in the flash, right? It's all over the place. So I, I can't answer yeah. that. But when it comes to, like, a straight up streamlined let's let's talk power ranger shattered past that was right. one day of filming 
in like a few weeks of editing and we popped it out and it's at like 900,000 views. So it's it's really, really different every single time. And then from Shadow yeah. Pack, I want each episode to be bigger and bigger than the last one. So that's why this finale is taking forever because I'm trying so hard to make it bigger and better and include more and like making this the best finale it can possibly be. So to answer your question, after that ramble, uh, it's super inconsistent. And I do my best to get things out as quick as they can, but we're at the mercy of scheduling and VFX and yeah. stuff like that. But I always do my best to write in a way where I know that we can get this done, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Because, I mean, the worst, the, the main thing is time. Making mm -hmm. sure you have enough time to do things. Live your own, plus just to live your own life, you know, sure. and finding your personal time and you know you, and everybody has to pay rent everybody has to pay bills uh so you, you gotta have you gotta have time for that but um it is is a testament just to show your your motivation you know to keep going and you know and like okay i'm i'm tired i'll do i work this many hours and i gotta do this with the missus or i gotta walk the dog i gotta go grocery shopping but i still gotta write this you know last yeah. bit of you know dialogue here um, it, it, did you have did you have moments where you get writer's block too? That's yeah, you know sure. that happens too. But you know you still persevere to put try to put out a product, and so maybe this is a good thing and maybe also a bad thing. You know, um, you know since it is under you know your own thing, your owner brother, you don't have an exact time crunch uh, of like a like a Marvel thing like. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got this. We're gonna have this this week, and then three months from now, we're gonna have it this well, this one second part, and three months from then, the third part. You don't have that time, you know. You you put it out when you know it's ready and it's it is perfect, you know. Yeah, we, and, we and the fans to, are there. The fans are gonna be waiting. Yeah, we we try to line it up with the convention releases because it's really fun to have like premieres and stuff like that. Right. And right now, since we like rebranded as Anime Fire. We don't really have a consistent series that we're trying to like keep releasing episodes. We're trying mm -hmm. different things with sticks. I mean, I'm very blessed with the with the success and the opportunities that Power Rangers had. But now that mm -hmm. the Shattered Pass is coming to an end, you know, I'm gonna still do my best to release that. But like for Anime Fire, we're, we're still seeing what people want to see, and I mm -hmm. was very very grateful that people dug Digimon. So I'm trying to do. I have Digi Destined episode two, the first official film date is this coming Saturday. So like I'm doing nice. my best to like, keep that going. But then at the same time, we're in a very creative like team where everyone kind of is just like, well, we don't really have like our flagship show. Let's keep trying mm -hmm. things. So that's like what, where we're at right now. And we're doing original content. We're doing live action anime. We're doing uh, talk shows, you know, different things like mm -hmm. that. So you're absolutely right. We don't have like a release schedule because we're still seeing like what people want to see and what works. Oh yeah, and I think you, I think you definitely had to put feelers out. Mm -hmm. You know, um, like when when music artists, uh, I don't know if they still do, but I EPs know from and stuff. huh EPs they drop EPs. Yeah. Like what's well, up? Well, like if they want to know what what type of music people are listening to, mm. yeah, they go to the clubs. You know, and okay. listen like oh, let's what is what are people liking right now? What is, let's go to a few clubs and see what's the trend. You know what's What's out there? What are people are liking, and then you know they're like they'll look at that, you know, and see what's getting people to move, and then they go to the studio and and create, you know, mm -hmm. and 
and then you you had your hits and misses, you know, that happens. And like, you know, you see what people like, you know, you see like Digimon, you see Power Rangers, unless you, you do something and then you see what the audience thinks of it. And then, you know, okay, people like this more, maybe people like this more. And then you might have your flagship after a while, like this, you might see there's a higher number for certain things. You're like, okay, let's keep putting this out and exactly. see what happens, you know? And I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a bad, it's a, it's a battle. It's a, you know, it's, a, it's work. But eventually you get there, you know. Yeah. But um, but you have a catalog mm-hmm. already that shows, you know, you've been putting in the work, you put in the time and effort, you know, putting these hours in and creating, just creating. Period. Mm-hmm. No matter the, the subject matter is, you're just creating, and you know, people look at that like, oh, you know, I wasn't into this, but I like this. Or you know, you might get people into a, a flash. So you know, show yeah. just by watching your series, you know, or Power Rangers, somebody who wasn't, you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, I've never watched Power Rangers besides Mighty Morphin, but they like your series, you know, so yeah. that does happen, you know, and, um, you know, you go into a next step and you, you're, you're, you know, you're going into the next step of what you're doing right now with the Digimon and whatnot. So I would love to see what's next, you like what you guys, what you're, what you're doing. Um, do you like get do you sit down on a computer and just start typing, or do you like you go out to like a to a park and start writing? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you get yourself in that creative spirit, that mindset to like, okay, right now I'm gonna write, (laughs) yeah, I'm gonna get in it. Um, I, I guess it depends on the project again. Like, I pretty much have always known how I wanted Shattered Past then, so back. I mean, rest in peace, Jason David Frank. But back before he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, took his own life, I had this script ready to go, and I was going to do something really different. And then because JDF did that, and again, rest in peace, no, no, I don't want to sound rude or anything, but because he did that, it was, it affected the script so much that I had to go back and rearrange mm-hmm and change the entire ending because I thought it was really distasteful to do anything to Tommy Oliver's character, even if it's Draken, you know what I mean? So like right. that one, I'm still like puzzle piecing together. We have a lot filmed, but some of it's not usable because it was all based around Sam actually taking out Draken. But now I don't feel comfortable. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. that's a beast of its own, but I'm figuring it out. And then for, we just did a, a Chainsaw Man live action and I sat down and I watched all, all of the first season and I wrote the entire first episode and like the big story arc. And I right. did it in like multiple days and then I turned it into the executive producer. He has changes, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I go back and make those changes. And I always write this way. I always write, what would I want to see as a fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like kind of past aspect, I've always wanted to see these connected seasons connect. And then for Rise of the Ninja and First Ninja, I'm like, why didn't they ever connect all the different ninja seasons? That's fascinating, right? So my way yeah. is like, I sit down, I do go on a computer, I watch the source material, I read every single page of the Wikipedia, I do as much research as possible so that I can grab every single Easter egg possible. And then right. I what I would want to see as a fan of this series. And um, for Digi Destined, I was like, 
I was like, man, those, those first four seasons were such a big, important part of my life. I want to find a way to connect them. So digital multiverse. So I, I sit down and I do my best to like start typing, but I'm always like, what do I want to see? And sometimes I type just bullet point ideas. Like, yeah, like yeah. I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And then it's a matter of like, can we do it? How do we do it? Et cetera, et cetera. But for Chainsaw Man, uh, I didn't really know the the source material. It was literally mm. a work assignment from my uh, executive producer. He was like, I want you to write a Chainsaw Man short that exists within America. And it's about the gun mm. devil. And, you know, you write it. And I was like, dude, I don't even like Chainsaw Man. Sorry, I just didn't. <laughs> and, and I was like, I don't think I'm the guy for the job. He's like, you want to be a writer, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is your job to write chainsaw man so i watched every episode i read every wikipedia i got spoilers from the manga right. stuff like that. and then i dove in a very very different way where i came in as not a fan but then i turned into a fan by the end of it because i wanted to see this story and when we were filming last night i felt so proud of like the team and how mm. we really took one nugget of of this world that has you know devils and demons and fiends and stuff and we right. took that nugget planted it and turned into something so different and so cool that I became made me become even more of a fan. So it's, it's, it, it all varies, but like I've gone in like head first as a fan of, you know, Digimon and Power Rangers or reverse flash. And again, that was something I wanted to see. I love the anti-hero story and like what yeah. made I'm evil. And then when it comes to Chainsaw Man, I was like, this is work. I got to do it. And then by the end, I was like, no, I like Chainsaw Man. This is sick. I'm with it. You, by doing the work, you actually became a fan. Exactly, you know, which is funny because you, you like you didn't like it, but you like okay, it's work. Then you fell in love with it. So it was like, yeah. that's kind of a cool situation because now it's your turn to somebody for somebody who felt the same way. This yeah. they'll watch your product, and you're like, okay, this is badass. Let me just go check out Chase on Ben. Exactly. You know, let me and it in turn you keep the cycle going. You know, um, I just had an idea. Uh, you can take it if you like. You know. Uh, Chainsaw Man versus Ash, Evil Dead. Oh my god! I'm just saying, chainsaws would be hard to do, man. Like, yeah, but I, yeah, it would be hard, but still, I mean, it has all the demons, demonic thing. You have a necro Necronomicon. I mean, you could, it, I'm just saying, it could be something. It could be something. <laughs> just, I'm just, I just throwing it out there. Just throw it out to the universe. You know, Thank you me. know, just saying, just saying. Um, <laughs> the um, now, I when you uh how you how you get the actors on like Power Rangers or whatnot the the you know Shadow Pass and whatnot that was one of the biggest things that surprised me about your series like you, you like Hector Sutherland and, and whatnot showing up and just like holy shit he, he how did he do how did they how did they pull this off? Like, you know, it's, it's some, of the, it's some of the guys, some characters, some actors that you haven't seen in years, you know. Yeah. Um, the was a big one. Russell Lawrence. Oh yeah, it all started with wow. uh, Shufelt, Ninja Steel Red. I met him uh, when I was at the studio with ATO, who uh, you yep. recently. And I, I didn't really go in expecting anything. I was just kind of, I want to meet this guy. Shout out to also, ATO. I was doing, uh, yeah, shout out ATO, the homie. Uh, I was doing uh, First Ninja at the time, just First Ninja. So Shattered, I don't even think Shattered Pass existed yet. I'm not sure, though. And uh, I was just kind of shooting the shit with Will. 
and we got along really well and we were like we we're like dude we should work together on something mm-hmm. we just didn't really know what and then we met uh for just like coffee or something and i kind of got him in the in the mindset of like dude come back as brody no nickelodeon rules no nothing we'll make it super dope and if anything yeah. let's a little trailer see if people care and so we did the trailer with him and ninjor and we like teased that like all the ninja uh seasons are connected and did really well so then he got really on board and then through will uh jessica ray white white wild force got involved and david uh, billy from that that was a huge surprise for me honestly that when i saw her it the white in her in the white jetty outfit it was like that it fits it Uh, fits dude the the I had a big plan. Unfortunately, Rise is not continuing because Will and Jessica moved away. But my big plan oh. was that the connection was because of her martial arts training with her father and the fact that she's like, a, uh, her character was a student turned teacher. It makes right. sense to study all the ancient texts and stuff of being a ninja ranger. And then that would lead to her becoming the new white ninjetti. But that, you know, never came to fruition. But I still was really proud of what we did with Rise of the Ninja. Uh, it, but yeah, it came out well, yeah. Getting the um, the returning Rangers, it was all kind of like word of mouth. Will was a big uh, snowball effect that got more and more people evo- involved. And then uh, we did Bloodline, bless mm-hmm. DJ Art. He wanted me to play Future Sam in there. And then I went in there and just kind of like, you know, didn't expect anything, but also was like, man, I'd love to have you cameo in Shattered Pass. We could connect this. And Shattered Pass was already established and it would bring viewers into Bloodline. And then that's what mm-hmm. created the Power Rangers Extended Universe. And it all became us all trying to help each other and like expand the lore, right? And then um, it led to just kind of uh, older Rangers seeing the trailers and stuff and following Crimson Vision Studios. And I would right. go to Crimson Vision Studios like, Hey, I loved you in this, blah, blah, blah. Would you ever be interested in this? I promise to do justice by your character. I'll get the script mm-hmm. approved by you. Make sure you do it. And uh, so Russell comes to set, and and I was I was so stoked because I loved Magnum Defender. And uh, he's like, you can call me Mike, and shakes my hand. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. <laughs> and then that led to uh, us getting uh, pan- multiple panels and a booth at Morphicon, which was a dream come true. Wow. And everybody really really well there like we were like we were in the canon and then uh when i would talk to rangers they would know who i was and they would confirm that they're down to be in it and then i would just follow up so it was all just kind of like they had a good experience on it and then it would connect Mm -hmm. to different rangers wanting to get involved right i think it helps their popularity too you know resurgence of this character coming back would probably help them at conventions and stuff so it was all like a Mm -hmm. really like let me help you help we help each other and exactly. I always made sure that they liked what we did with the script. And then DJ and Christopher came and Lee on bloodline are just grabbing everyone, which is super, super uh-huh. cool to see, especially when I had a scene with Justin Nemo, the in space silver ranger, I was yeah. like, this is awesome. If I could tell like past call in this, he would freak out. Right. And so uh, it's just a matter of like getting that one, them having a really great experience, the product being, or the, the project, visually being good and storytelling mm-hmm. and they hear about it ting 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 and now we're like 15 or 16 returning rangers and voice actors deep it's crazy that's amazing i i will say i did i love that trench coat though the <laughs> wore. i was like i need to make one of those yeah I like that a lot that was, that was for sure it was great and nemo he's he's a really really dope guy really nice guy 
So I got nice. to talk to him for a little bit longer. I talked to him longer than expected mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Kineticon here uh, a couple years ago, cool. and um, and it was cool. It was really cool, and I, it was one of those things like I'm literally talking to this guy longer than like ten minutes right now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like I'm not sure if he's kind of the time, but I am because I'm like this. This is really cool, and I'm like, like how you say, it? I could talk to myself from years ago as a kid. Like, this is really happening right now. This is really yeah. dope. Uh, amazing person. Um, and uh, Chris and T and, and DJ. Um, like I talked when I talked to the uh a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, um, uh, on the pod. Um, I mentioned that this is like seeing like Shatter Pass, seeing Bloodline. Uh, it, it it gives the actors a second chance mm-hmm. to do these characters the way they feel like they didn't do as great before because probably they were super young and you know someone might be you know better actors now and you know they learned a lot and some like feel like no I didn't like I always wanted to do this with this character they right. get a second chance to do that and it's like see what you're doing is in bloodline and, and and other and others do do the do their thing it gives these actors a second chance to really show up and show out you yeah. know and be like and be seen and like damn i didn't know this character was that badass you know <laughs> uh it's like you saw little moments on the show that was there but now they get to really express it you know and Definitely. and do it and it's like man this is really dope to see these, and plus, also, you get to see these faces that you knew growing up. So, I mean, like like you said, uh, like seeing Nemo and keep seeing Captain Seven, and, and, oh, yeah. and the list goes on. It's like, dang. So this is what happened with this character years ago. Or seeing uh, Mike, you know. By the way, he was dope. One of my favorite characters. I love Batman Defender as a kid. I, you know, had the sword, you know, the whole thing. And to see him back in this role... You know, had the jacket and everything. It was like he, he just didn't lose a step. Yeah, he didn't lose a great. step. And great. if anything, he just like he just seemed more cooler than before. And yeah. like the whole thing of you know, I um, you know, trying to find a new back to defender is like I would love to see this story too. Mm-hmm. Like, can we can we do one just of this? Like, yeah, just of this. It, um, you know, <laughs> you know, because it gives it once again it gives this character a new life, something else for you to wanted to uh follow like even if it's like in a comic form or a digital uh a digital comic or whatever if you can you know shoot i'll just do a, a table read of just wanting to hear what happens you know um so it's just like by you guys doing that it's like doing the lord's work again giving these guys a chance giving these actors a second stab at doing what they did before you know and uh having fun with it and you can tell you guys are having fun yeah, and I I feel like I would love to be on set just to oh it's just great. to be in the element <laughs> just just to be in the element of everybody having a good time. It, it could be hot and all that stuff, but just you have fun. You know that's the main thing. Um, and I asked this before uh, to any ranger, uh, and you you have suited up. Mm-hmm. How did you feel the first time actually? Like putting on a suit, putting on the you know, putting the helmet on. How did it feel? 
Yeah, I so my first time being a ranger was the first episode of First Ninja, and I was mm -hmm. uh, since first morph. And my whole sequence wasn't even supposed to be in the episode, but I got the suit in time, so we added it. But right. I, I filmed the big ending morph sequence with Danny. Shout out Danny, Surf Rat Surfer from We the Geeks of East LA. And I was like so excited to morph, right? And I remember going, hey, can we can we like, just do one right now? I'm like, ready, ready. And I go, ninja, and my voice cracks because I was so excited and it was so funny and embarrassing. Mm -hmm. but so I go, Ninja Storm, Ranger Form, ha! And that was supposed to be the end of the entire episode. That's then it. I get the suit in time, and I right. put the suit on, and I can't really see myself, and I'm like, I've never really worn I didn't have the hood. There's a lot of things I, I would have done differently. But I put it on, and then I take, like, a selfie of me and the director, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, I, like you know, I played Reverse Flash for eight or nine episodes or something. Right. I was kind of like, yeah, it's my own thing, and uh, you know, I love I love playing him. But there's something about being a ranger and seeing that like morphing mm -hmm. sequence that's just so different from like, you know, hearing your suit, right? Yeah. So I I see myself in the suit and I'm like, this is awesome. But then I'm in the helmet and I'm like, this is horrible. I hate the I hate the helmet. Then I see the finished episode with the morphing <laughs> sequence where the sky's all around me and there's a tornado. Yeah. And I'm like, Ninja Storm, and then I'm like, Power of Air. And I go, holy shit, this is like a dream come true. I've always wanted to see myself with super speed. I've always wanted to see myself with a morphing sequence and yeah. Digimon. So like, I'm like checking off all my childhood, my childhood um, like list. But then the Omega Ranger was something completely different because there wasn't any like source material, right? Right. We only saw that little bit of sprite. Yeah, who's just a sprite and everything yeah. too the whole time. And so, but I had felt a, a real connection to Sam because we were on episode four, and then we had like mm -hmm. built this series that was doing like the best views, and we were kind of growing each episode. And in the in the actual episode, we had just defeated the big bad. We we took down Psycho Green, and DJ and I are standing there together, and he hadn't morphed yet either, even though he was doing mm -hmm. blood. And we had this moment right. where we like looked at each other, and he improved. He's like this right here, like right now what's happening, this means that things can change or something like that. And I'm there looking right. at it, I'm just like, hell yeah. And so we <laughs> suit up and we're like up to here in our necks and then and then we look at each other and we're just like, dude, we're morphing, bro. We're, we're morphing. Yeah, and we're like hugging, we're all hyped. But then it came to the, like the full CG sequence where we both morphed together. Yeah. And that the most hype I've ever been because not only was it a custom morphing sequence for both of us, it was the right. first time we had ever morphed to these characters four episodes in. So to answer the question on top of all that, with Jackson, it was really special. I had a great time. It was like a checklist. But with Sam and my scene with DJ, it's so funny. We joke about this. I swear that that scene made DJ and I better friends in real life because we oh, had a wow. bonding experience. And when that came you shared, out, a, you shared a moment, yeah. We did, yeah. And like, dude, we morphed. We morphed with our yeah. own a custom ranger morph, custom everything, and in a show that we love and we are proud of. Mm -hmm. It was just a dream come true. And I, I can't wait to morph again. I I I, I, I kid you not. I was waiting for you to morph it to the old ranger. The whole time I was like, could we start just on bits and pieces like with the arm? Like you had the go ranger glove and then you know and whatnot and then you, you uh guys you had so many you, it was just i thought at first like is this just gonna be an arm thing it's just, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it just he has a different weapon because it's like a 
uh, a miniature Ben 10 situation going on because <laughs> I really want to see the suit right now. Yeah. And then when it happened, and I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, sh-. like I I rewatched it. I played it over because I'm a fan of the morphic sequence. So probably just, you know, uh, and I love, I love how like, they sometimes take forever. Yeah. To, uh, you know, and I love how some people are doing like a, uh, Reaction videos as like the bad guy. It's right. the, the plastic it is, yeah, it's just a waiting, like, okay, it's been like three hours and you're done. Okay. Um, but I thought it was so cool that you guys did it. You pulled it off, put it off really well, really, really well. And the suits was great. And I was like, I was satisfied. I was like, he's probably the old Mega Ranger. Yeah, thank like, you. Fuck yes. Yes. We finally got it. And I, I was a fan of the uh, Mega Ranger because it's like, he was cool looking. Honestly, he was dope. I wish he got the like I will say you're the only well besides the actor that you saw in one moment uh for like a second, you're the only actor as that ranger that's been walking around more than a second, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh you know, doing everything. So um but seeing you with the suit, it was like, okay, this is worth it. It was like that one moment in uh watching Daredevil. Hey, like you had to wait to the very last episode yeah. to get to the suit. I didn't, I didn't want to do that to you guys, but it was really like I started the show, didn't expect for people to like the story so much. And right. then like, so like we did F zero and I was like, wow, hundred K what the, then episode one, I was like, okay, I can buy a little bit of time. Meanwhile, I'm mm-hmm. buying the, the suit. I'm buying the helmet. You know, I'm at the mercy of these makers. And then episode yeah. two, all right, I'll at least do the morphing sequence. Omega access, SPD emergency, and then Psycho Green explodes. Then three, I was like, I, I can't morph because Draken will find me. And I was like, all right, I put it off long enough. I'm morphing it, and I'm fighting Draken, and that's where F4 came. And I, then I like it. Then five, I was you know kind of lost in time, but I was like, okay, even though I can't morph, I'm going to have the dopest reveal of my new morpher, and it was given to me by mm-hmm. the Magna Defender. So I hope the right. fans like that. I did my best to take care of them but i was definitely at the mercy of waiting for all the all the costumes and props and stuff you know what you did something that people have done for ages it you know you may do what you got mm-hmm. you know you worked around the main problem that you know you have like you, you know you want to get the suit but how do we work around it till we get to that you know sometimes you don't see the the big bad into the movie to the end of the movie yeah you know so you had to work around it you had to create the the fear and have the music and mm-hmm. do all those things to get to that point where you do see the big bad you know you you do see the the evil space alien or whatever the case may be because and people have done it for a long time you know uh, some people didn't have the budget you know that's why they went Jaws is is so famous for the way it is because most of the time you never even saw the uh, the shark until like the very end because yeah. they had so many issues with the mechanics of it so they just had to work around the issue until they got to the very end and then you know you got what you got you know but they that build up was there mm-hmm. you know and that's what you did you built it up so you got to that episode and it was worth it honestly <laughs> it was worth it thank you chef kiss it was worth it <laughs> that's you. how i feel about it um and who by the, by the chance who made the the suits and, and the helmets uh, the suit was by acgcosplay.com, and they're amazing. They do okay. work, and they had an Omega Ranger suit, but I was very, very picky 
about the colors and everything. And they right. exactly what I asked for. They were great. And I love them <coughs> very much. And they then did the, the uh, ninja suit, right? Yeah, yeah the, they, they did the ninja academy suit too. And I think uh they we love each other because they they take care of me. And then I think that I've nice. helped business a lot too, because I always try to promote them. And then um the helmet was from Transform Studio, and that mm. is way more comfortable than my red ninja storm helmet. So I I'm much, much happier in my in my own. So you could breathe? So you could breathe I, in it. I, I can breathe, but also like uh, the the Ninja Storm helmets like tight everywhere. The Omega because of this little fin back here. I have a little more room right here, but it's, wow, it's just way better. And I've I've done full full episodes in both, and I still think Omega was more comfortable. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can see that. Okay, it, yeah, I can see that. It's a cool ass outfit. You know, costume was really badass. Honestly, you know. Um, you know, uh, what is, what is your favorite series of Power Rangers, though? Uh, my my absolute yeah. favorite is Dino Thunder. And I always wanted to do something Dino Thunder. But then I was like, I, I wanted to do something that hadn't been told. And uh, when mm. First Ninja was coming out, I was like, I was like, man, I think Power Rangers can be so cool outside of the spandex and rubber monsters. So I did a lot of research. I was like, man, I always love Ninja Storm because they're ninjas, they're elementals, and I could connect it yeah. to everything else. So Ninja Storm is what I chose to do, but Dino Thunder is my number one. Okay. Okay, I got you. All right. In Space is my number one. So space I'll is have to put That's Dude, I love In Space, too. In Space. When I got to come back as Sam and film with Andros, I was just like, I, I remember walking up and be like, this is awesome. Like, no matter what happened yeah. with, you know, my job or the views or whatever, you you got to just appreciate the fact that you're you're a co-star with someone that you watched growing up and not to mention Chris and I have become good friends since then and like we you know right. he was at a birthday party like we're homies and it's just so cool and I I love I love being a part of it even if it's just from the extended universe world I mean I I've all, I have not met uh, a pirate fan that I didn't like <laughs> uh so you know, matter of fact, it was a guy just recently that I thought like, oh man, you're annoying. And then I found out he's a Power Ranger fan. I'm like, shit. I like him. <laughs> I, think I, I think I like you now. Like, uh, like one of my closest friends who was a, my supervisor, and I thought he was a jerk. And then come to find out, he was like, we're sitting there working. He's he's bringing out he has Transformers toys. He's like, okay. And me trying to hide my nerdness about everything. And then I'm, I just happened to mention something about Power Rangers. And then he just mentioned, oh, yeah, I got some Megazords. And like, you got Megazords? Mm -hmm. he get, oh, I have this Megazord. I have this Megazord and this Megazord. And then I'm like, are you a Power Rangers fan? He's like, don't tell nobody. But yeah. Yeah. And like, are we becoming best friends? Yep. I think we are. I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just happens. It's just a natural progression that happens. Um, Man. So, how what do you see? You know this whole thing in the next few years. Like, like how do you see it? Like in the next well, five years from now. Like, how do you see everything? Well, I I mean, there's the talk about superhero fatigue, right? But really, there's right. all the lack of quality. You could go back and forth with that. But I see 
the same stores from the people that would make fun of nerds now selling anime gear, superhero gear, everything. Oh, yeah. So I believe that the big next movement is going to be the westernization of anime. So like live action anime or dub coming out before the sub, you know, things like that. I really think that anime is the next movement and I'm blessed to be in an industry yeah. where it is my main job. But I do think uh, Power Rangers itself is going to get a, a big, a big uh, defibrillator and probably be revived. And, you know, whatever they do with the reboot, yeah. I get new fans because they it seems to me like they they know what they're missing. And that's appealing to more than just kids. So I do see that happening. And then with well, yeah, yeah. what I do, like I, I I've been doing Power Rangers content since 2019, I believe. I think it was 2019. And I've dude, mm -hmm. I'm so proud of everything we've done and all the friendships I've made and opportunities that have come from. So, as for me, I'm going to put a bow on it. I'm not going to stretch it out for too long. But I have the utmost faith in DJ and Chris for Bloodline continuing the legacy of right. the extended universe. But as for like, really knock it out the part. As for like the entertainment industry, I really see us leaning more towards anime because I see it in like Gap and like you know. Uh, mm. Pack Sun and stuff. It's just everywhere. And video games. I do think the the success of Super Mario Bros. We're gonna see right. more uh, video game adaptations, whether it's still animated or live action. But I think that we've been in this crazy Marvel DC superhero oh, yeah. two thousand what nine when Iron Man one came out, and now right. we're kind of, yes. all right. I'm ready for something new. So I do believe that the future. Maybe my future, but also the future of the entertainment industry within the next five years will be anime and video games. And that's my guess. Now, do you think, because I feel like anime has been getting like the short end of the stick when it comes to live action. Yeah. I, it, it just hasn't been all that great. And it's just like, and I would say that like, not even just like past few years, but like, God, I mean, you have some stuff like I was just talking to someone. I was just talking on the last part about uh, Giver. You oh. know, uh, I love Giver Dark Hero. That's like when I watched first the both of them, but you know, from a manga to anime to live action, it was really great, especially Dark Hero with the uh, source material. But it just never got up there, and it, you know, for like the popularity and everything else too, as it yeah. should have, I think. But uh, you know, do you have stuff like uh, Death Note and it just none of those really, tr you know, transition transition well to the public from the from the manga to the anime to now this live action, you know, format. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about superhero movies too, because it's not like oh, yeah. years before the MCU started. It's just a matter of figuring it all out. But I'm one of those people that go in very very open minded and like. There, there are really bad live-action animes. Dragon Ball Evolution hurts me whenever I think about it. I'm one of the weirdos that like the Death Note live-action. Detective Pikachu was awesome. Uh, I'm really, I, love, I love Pikachu. I, like I thought it was great. Like all those different things. I think that it's just a matter of us, the, the, the entertainment industry, figuring out what works and what doesn't. And you remember back in like the early 2000s, there are some weird, obscure Marvel movies coming out just to keep the keep the, the IPs. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, dude, yeah, you're absolutely right. It has not gotten the best reception, but they're learning each time what works and what doesn't. 
And I believe yeah. that we're, we're on the cusp of some really good live action anime. The, now, like looking from looking behind you, do you think it's possible that My Hero Academia can translate into a live action? Like with all the quirks and everything, I can't work. A smaller story could work. Uh, like a smaller, like that's what we try to do over on Anime Fire. We take an aspect from an anime and then turn it into like a bigger story that we're in control of. But man, if you're about to, do you watch My Hero? Have you seen it all? Yes. Okay. So like if you're about to do a My Hero movie about their big class band project or whatever, no, right. not going to work. But if you're <laughs> like all my kind of origin story, I'm with it. Yes. So that kind yes. of stuff work. Right. Uh, but it's just, it's a little overcrowded uh, if there was to mm. do one or something. So I think it's possible. But the thing is, adapting an anime and doing it like shot for shot, bit for bit is never going to work. You got to grab right. a bit and build off of that. And I think uh, that's that's where the success was with Detective Pikachu. It wasn't Ash collecting all the Pokemon and blah, blah, blah. They grabbed one thing that worked, which is Pikachu and the Pokemon. Right. And built a brand new story around it, and I think that's what I like. Uh, that's well, that's what I'm hoping for. Like the new Avatar that's coming out, I hope it's not just like recreation of, of book one. And then for uh, the One Piece, I I tried the anime One Piece, and I just didn't like it. But I'm yeah. for this live action because it's going to be something different and cool. And I I, the, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but the the actors reacting to the trailer. Did you see that video? Oh no. man. Luffy's like his eyes are watering up. He's watching himself as Luffy, and it's just the most wholesome. Time to check it out. Wow, man, it's great. See, because I've never, I've, I've, I've tried to watch One Piece like yourself, but when I saw the trailer, it got me wanting to watch it. I saw the trailer <laughs> and like, okay, this like is looks pretty like knowing from what I did see from the anime and whatnot over the years, and they seen the trailer like. Okay, that looks pretty legit right there. That's, no, I'm with looks you. Looks good. That looks good. You know, open-minded, go in and like, there's something. Even uh, Cowboy Bebop, same thing too. I liked Cowboy Bebop. I yeah, did. I like the look of it. I love it, you know. And like, I think that anime has been a, a close part of our hearts for so long that we feel very protective of it, which is fine. But that doesn't mm. mean that you should bash the new shit, you know? Like, I think, right. if anything, we've had this like, kind of like, not secret, but like kind of like, yeah, I've, I, you know, I grew up on Dragon Ball Z and uh, Naruto and, you know, Beyblade and stuff like that. And then for it to go more and more mainstream, you're kind of like, mm -hmm. All right, just don't mess it up, though. Don't mess it up, though. When we should really be like, hey, if this brings in people like us that saw this right. content and you want to check out the original, isn't that all what we want? It's like for people to love what True. we right? I, I feel like the fans could either make or break something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and I would say some fandom can be just ridiculous at times. Yeah, to the point you like, you don't really want to be a fan no more because of the fandom. Yeah. Um, but if sometimes the fandom can do good, and you know, like if it wasn't for fandom being, you know, reaction, we being uh, reactive to like, to like Sonic the first time we all saw it, it's like, no, you gotta go back and fix that. No, we want you to fix it, and they did, and then you got a better Sonic, you we know. Great Sonic. I love Sonic. And, and I loved it. And I loved it. And even like how you talk about the the Detective Pikachu, I was so against it at one point mm -hmm. because I'm like, why is it Detective Pikachu? What's going on? And then I loved it when I watched it. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. Like the just everything, the effects, everything was great. I fell in love with it. 
Um, so it gave me hope for future projects. Me too. So, you know, um, you know, I'm still hoping that we get a good Dragon Ball. Me too, man. Me too. Like, at least a Dragon Ball. Give me just Dragon Ball. Let's focus on just Dragon Ball. Give us a King Goku. I, I just want that. Just focus on that. Don't go don't go to Z or Super. Just Dragon Ball. I'd rather that. Give us, you know, a little Goku or Nimbus. You know, I'm fine with that. You know? <laughs> St- give us a slow burn first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Man, uh, I man, I don't want to hold up too much of your time, but I appreciate you for you know being a part of this show, Max, so much. Um, man, where can people find you to like in, for your whole the whole shebang? Because you're doing so much, and it's <laughs> like you know from what you do, it's like hey, how do he does it? Like how do you how do you manage to make sure you eat? Like oh. like how do you? <laughs> thank you for having me on it was really fun talking to you and you're you're a really cool guy so thank you so much Um, you you can find me on a few different places uh nerdbot crimson vision and anime fire is kind of like where all of our main projects are but i'm Mm -hmm. pretty pretty active on instagram at colin k bass and then if you want to like get a full catch up on everything that i've done uh you can go to imdb and then it has like lists of of all the shows that that i've acted Um, it's extensive. But, but yeah, man, for, for me, it's just a matter of like, I, I don't want to like stop doing this and regret that I didn't do enough. So I'm always trying to pay, pay homage and love the fandoms that, you know, made me who I am today. So I'm always trying to do more. And, you know, I'm 32 and I always compare myself wow. to Green Arrow. He was uh, 31 when he became Green Arrow and he kicked ass for nine years. And so I'm 32 mm-hmm. and I've had my fair share of fight scenes and like really cool moments that I've always wanted, but my time's running out. So I'm trying to do as much as I can while I can. And I have an amazing, amazing team that believes in whatever ideas I bring to the table. And I have some, I'm very blessed to have these friends that will just kind of follow and believe in my ideas. So it's really me getting it started. And then I can't do much when it's in post-production, right? I, I'm not an mm-hmm. editor. So while that's being edited, I'm like, hey, we could do this. And I go over and do something else, which is why my list of different things that we've done is so long, because while something's being edited, I'm lucky enough to have a team that can get the next project started while this is being edited. So right. very blessed and grateful for for the team and the, the friends and coworkers that I've accumulated over these 10 years of doing filmmaking. So it's definitely thanks to them. And shout out to my amazing patient girlfriend who knows how much filmmaking satisfies me and like it's my favorite thing in life. So she's very understanding of like, oh, you get to film on Saturday? Okay, no, you, good luck, have fun. Uh, And even we'll come to set and do photography. So I'm very blessed with that too. And then also uh, I was just lucky enough for my day job to line up with filming. So there are some days where I need to be in the office or I need to be at a convention. And then there are days where my boss is like, okay, you're filming all day Saturday, right? And then Sunday you can come in, you know, different things like that. So it's all just the people around me that allow me to do what I do and so much of it. So big thank you and shout out to all of them. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I, I would like to say, uh, you're not winding down by by any chance. Like even though you're 31, it, it, you're not, it's not winding down. You're going up. I feel like, you know, you, you're like, 
you just about to hit that mark where you about to be like on a roll even more. Like you don't even wind it down. You're not. If anything, it's a building up. It's a build up to that one moment. You know that you like you hit that mark like that that uh that George Lucas moment. You know. Yeah. You're gonna, you, well, you, you, it's nowhere going down. It's going up. So it's like it, you're still you're still young. So it's like most of you don't get there. Was it like for like I would say I'm a big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So a lot of wrestlers don't get into their prime years of wrestling where they just know every single move of of the ring. Like they know every way around the ring. They can like tell the other opponent what to do without hurting each other. Right. And like be a king of the ring. And most of those people don't get to that moment until they hit their forties, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to, you do know. I can. So, I mean, yes, you got a long way to go, bro. You Thanks. got you, 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 you still get it started, bro. You, you, and at the and at this point right now, it's like it's shocking how good you, that you are that you yeah. are right now, and you know, and what you're producing and whatnot. Um, it's like it's, I just see so many bigger things going to happen. It's like, it's just like, I can see like, you know, who knows? Maybe Netflix some, some, somewhere down the line see one of the shows and be like, who is this guy? <laughs> you know, like, you know, who knows? Let's give this guy a deal. You know, so yeah. they, they we need more creators, creative minds like yours, uh, you know, just to be out there and do more for the for the people, you know? Yeah, so you're there. You're 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 on the ride up. You're just on that roller coaster going up before it goes down to like to all the good stuff, Thank even you. more good stuff. So you know, nowhere winding down. You ain't you're not there yet. <laughs> no way. You're just starting, bro. You're just starting. Still got, still got some some bite left, Amy. Still got some. Oh yeah, yeah. You got a whole lot left for the tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No problem, man. Thank you so much again. I can't thank you enough. Uh, Colin, thank you so much. Like This has been great from seeing you online, watching the videos. I don't know. I lost count how many times I watch the videos over the years. Uh, so far, it's just like, and like I said on the last pod, you know, watching yours, watching Shattered, uh, watching uh, Blood, Bloodline, and then also watching um, the Unworthy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it can get so it can get all like in my head and like forget like I is my head just brings everything together as one big old right. movie. Um, which I love everything about it. But um just thank you so much again for doing thank the show. You. Gotta thank have you. you on for something else. Uh yeah. like, <laughs> I'm gonna think of something, do a round table, something. I don't know. We That's figure it out. Um, but thank you so much. And everyone who's listening or watching this, however you are digesting this. Please go out and support this man. He's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> and uh yeah, and hit the comments and follow below and all the good stuff. And I will see you guys next week. Uh same bat time, same bat channel. This is the Bear Night Podcast. Remember to be yourself. No, sorry, bear it all and be yourself. Awesome. This awesome. is the Bear Night Podcast. Thanks, Perfect. guys. Thank you. If you're not listening to the Bear at Night podcast by my good buddy, Jurassic Parker, then you're going to have to deal with me. (laughs) I'm such a joy to be around. Also, I will kill you if you don't tune in right this second.
<laughs> this is your old pal, Joker. Oh, Jack White. It's what my mother called me. <laughs> Before you know it, never mind. <laughs> Jurassic Parker.